the reverse retros have dropped, and Edmonton Oilers fans have a lot of opinions on that. We will talk about that and so much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers Podcast. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, the reverse retros are out and people have a lot of opinions on them. We will go over uh, some of the, the, the feedback and just what the jerseys do look like and some of my reaction to the jersey as well. We will talk about that in just a bit, but also coming up, the Edmonton Oilers play the Carolina Hurricanes at home tonight and Dylan Holloway is not in the lineup. How will the Oilers line up tonight? We will talk about that and just some of the outcomes that could come out of tonight's game against the Carolina Hurricanes as well. Also, our ghost of Oilers passes back today and the quick little hint on today's uh, ghost, well, we've already talked about the trade piece that was involved in his trade already away from the Edmonton Oilers. There's a little bit of a, a, a teaser for you for today's Ghost of Oilers past. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, let's head off to the headline for today. As for some reason, despite the fact that we are in the midst of regular season hockey, the headline has to do with jerseys. So the NHL released all 32 of the reverse retro jerseys today. The Edmonton Oilers one is, well, exactly how a lot of people uh, expected it to be as Tom Gazzola <laughs> made it the, the, the worst kept secret of all time, essentially. But either way, the Edmonton Oilers' new reverse retro is a throwback to those old McFarlane jerseys with the, the gear cog up the middle. I can't lie, those jerseys, like the original ones, were like my favorite jerseys growing up. I had a Dwayne Rollison one growing up, got him to sign that, have it hung up in my room, or in my basement, back in my parents' place. And it is nostalgic, but beyond all nostalgic, um, for me at least. Now the Edmonton Oilers come out with these new ones and people aren't happy with them. The old logos, or at least the the new logo from the old logo uh, that the Edmonton Oilers made for the reverse retro now has an orange oil drop in it. Which, if you think about it, makes a lot of sense, does it? Especially when you take a look at all Oilers jerseys, like this one. <sighs> That I pull out, if you're listening on audio, I'm, I apologize, but I have the old Oilers, uh, about 2000 jersey, uh, from about the, the Doug Waite era to the Ryan Smith era type jersey. And the Edmonton Oilers logo has always had uh, an orange or a copper oil drop. And now the Edmonton Oilers do that. Because it makes sense, and people are not happy about it. The Edmonton Oilers also introduced orange piping around the arms and the waist, and also around the numbers for uh, uh, the jersey. 
I think it's a nice touch. It looks really good on the uh, the numbers, especially. It really helps them pop. And the old ones I thought were a little too bland, even though I was a big fan of them. Now they pop even more. They have that orange piping around them. It's not just white and silver. So I, I like it. But <clears throat> what I think a lot of people are getting caught up on is all oh, the colors they, they should have just kept it the same why didn't they keep it the same well the entire point of the reverse retros is to not have it be the exact same the reverse retros are as a statement some uh annie od i believe uh her name is on tiktok and on twitter of a relatively well-known uh hockey uh personality and as she put it and i thought it was perfectly well done the reverse retros intention is to honor the past while still acknowledging where the organization is now. Those aren't her exact words. Those are just more along the lines of what the reverse retro's intentions are. And that is what these are. So now you have the vintage or the the, the early 2000s uh, old cog Seth or Seth McFarlane. Uh, uh, McFarlane jerseys. And with that touch of now and now you people don't like it it doesn't make sense in the new jersey you get a touch of both both excuse me with the past you have that gear logo that is gorgeous i love it uh you have the midnight blue as the main color of the jersey you don't have the blue of the the it's a different blue than the uh blue on the oilers alternate jersey so you, you gotta acknowledge that as well at least it looks like it it might not be i, I mean i'm legally blind so i'm probably wrong there but uh, you also have the old font from the old jerseys as well and the laces on the neck are the exact same as well so you get that vintage feel from those jerseys while also getting the present of the orange piping on all the numbers the the around the waist and the arms as well the orange in the logo obviously as well and it's literally the color of the oilers like yeah i don't know where else you can get it wrong but I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of it. I know everybody, nobody's going to like something 100%. There, there's always going to be the stragglers. But uh, <laughs> I sent out a tweet that has uh, not put a lot of uh, good taste in people's mouths uh, today, but that is okay. I said, uh, if you don't like the jersey, just admit that you're old. That's okay. But <laughs> it's a joke either way. But uh, I like the jerseys. I, I like them. They'll look even better, at least, hopefully, on the ice. But that's just a wait-and-see type thing. Let me know what you think of the jersey. I'm sure if you're going to comment on this, you're probably not going to like the jersey. But let me know why. Don't just tell me, oh, it's ugly. Let me know why it's ugly. Somebody let me know that they thought the uh, orange was a little, or it wasn't bright enough. Like, it didn't pop on the jersey enough. Which, hey, that's a good good call. If you don't think it pops enough... It doesn't pop enough. That's that, I, I'm behind that. But again, I mean, literally, if your your issue is the orange of the oil drop, take a look at every Oilers jersey in history, and that oil drop is orange. So if all of a sudden you got an issue with orange uh, uh, oil drops, 
I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you don't like much anyways. But either way, it's not about the product off the ice. It's about the product on the ice. And the Carolina Hurricanes are on the ice at Rogers Place tonight against the Edmonton Oilers in a 2006 Stanley Cup rematch. And that was actually one of the years that the Edmonton Oilers had those jerseys. So talk about timing. Uh, we have some news regarding the game. Who is in? Who is out? For the game against the Carolina Hurricanes. We will get to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our partners over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season as well. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB. As mentioned, the NBA season is getting started. It is started. My favorite team, the Clippers, are playing tonight against the uh, LA Lakers. So uh, everybody else has gotten their season started, except for my team. This is I hate it. But uh, the NHL, obviously, also on Bet Online, uh, MMA, UFC, boxing, golf. Uh, I think I've found like Turkish soccer in there as well so you you got a little bit of everything on bet online head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts Alrighty, moving into tonight's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Edmonton Oilers have some team news heading into that game. Dylan Holloway will not be playing for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Ruled out with what is being called an upper body injury as uh, he, Jay Woodcroft has confirmed he is day-to-day. That is from uh, Tony Brar today. So that means... The Edmonton Oilers have a little bit of a different lineup heading into the game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Stanley Cup potentially favorites, at least in the conversation for it, Carolina Hurricanes. So it is a big game for the Edmonton Oilers and a big game to really prove themselves from the start of the last couple of games. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are the Vancouver Canucks. The Calgary Flames, you know the Calgary Flames are a top-notch team. The Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames had a pretty good battle. The Buffalo Sabres are the Buffalo Sabres that were backstopped as most of their massive wins over the last couple of years have been from fantastic goaltending. And that's exactly what happened again for the, the uh, uh, Buffalo Sabres against the Edmonton Oilers. Now, the Edmonton Oilers go up against a team that it has a, a full, full four lines, a, a fantastic defensive core, one of the more, more underrated defensive cores, if you can even call it that. You're going up against a, an elite goaltender in Frederick Anderson, and Antti Ranta is still behind him there, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's still there. Uh, this is a good hockey team. This is a real test for the Oilers tonight against a good hockey team. So, the Edmonton Oilers now losing a, a relatively key component to their team. Yes, he's only three games into his career, but 
he is uh, still a rather trustworthy guy to have out on the ice, depending on who you ask. Jay Woodcroft has said he is more than comfortable and more than uh, 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 okay with having Dylan Holloway in the lineup and out on the ice. Now you don't have that. So what happens? Somebody is going to have to get promoted somewhere. The Edmonton Oilers, the ex- expectation for the Oilers lines uh, tonight against the Hurricanes go like this. Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, and Kyler Yamamoto will make up the first line. Now the second line is where the promotions start. Zach Hyman, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins will be the Edmonton Oilers' second line. At least that is the expectation. The third line, the expectation here, and this was actually brought up specifically to Jay Woodcroft in his uh, uh, presser today. Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, and Yessa Puliarvi as a third line. Uh, it is expected as well that it'll be an 11-7 with Shore and Ryan being the uh, fourth line, didn't hear much about uh, Brad Malone. There was no morning skate today, so we won't know uh, lines until warm-ups uh, exactly. But the other thing is, is despite these lines here, which we will get to the third and second lines in a second, as Jay Woodcroft said, the important thing is flexibility. And that was something that we have been talking about over the last couple of days for the Edmonton Oilers and being able to run that 11-7, especially with uh, not only uh, Nima Linen being in the lineup, but also as well uh, um, uh, Dylan Holloway. Now Dylan Holloway is not in the lineup, and now the Edmonton Oilers have to, it sounds wrong, but break that spine of the team with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Ryan McLeod, and now they have to put Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Leon Dreisaitl. That's okay. Because now the Edmonton Oilers have a second line of Zach Hyman, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which was the line who found that second goal against the Buffalo Sabres. These are much more similar to the lines that the Edmonton Edmonton Oilers, excuse me, ran in the playoffs. And that's exactly what uh, uh, Jay Woodcroft said today. He was very, and I don't want to say very excited, but the, the prospect of potentially having a line of Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, and Yesapuli RV was something that was pretty okay with Jay Woodcroft today. As he said, Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, and Yesapuli RV are three guys who can skate. Warren, uh, excuse me, Yesapuli RV is a guy who can break up the play in the back check for the Edmonton Oilers and can also turn the play around and start a four check for the team as well. Ryan McLeod, a full 200 foot player, already has a goal this year. A lot of expectations on the kid. He has a big season for him, especially when it comes to it being a contract year, and one of the best skaters on the team. Then you also put him with another one of the top skaters on the team with Warren Fogle, who's just an absolute buzzsaw, who goes everywhere on the ice, throws his body everywhere, throws the puck everywhere, as we see as to why Dylan Holloway is out of the lineup, but is still a guy who will, will put everything into every shift. That third line is an energy line for the Edmonton Oilers, and that'll be a very important line to roll out after Kane McDavid Yamamoto and Hyman Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. But, again, the Edmonton Oilers, sounds like they're going to have 
an 11-7 lineup, and the fourth line will probably be Devin Shore and Derek Ryan. So who goes with them? We saw sometimes Connor McDavid was out there against the Buffalo Sabres with them. I expect Ryan McLeod will also get a lot of time with uh, them as well, which he, he did against the uh, uh, Buffalo Sabres as well. Again, this also gives you the flexibility of if the Edmonton Oilers get down to a very good team, they can roll out McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane. And then come out with another line of Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, Kane. Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, Yamamoto. Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Yamamoto. This, this gives you that flexibility of then, if things start not going your way, well, here's Connor McDavid with so-and-so and so-and-so. Which sounds kind of counterproductive when quite often the gripe of Dave Tippett, Todd McClellan, was, ah, as soon as things started going wrong, the lines were all over the place. Yeah, well, the lines were all over the place when the Edmonton Oilers had a fourth line of Gaetan Haas and Joachim Nygaard as well. And then on top of it, you go, ah, you know what, let's go and play Connor McDavid between those two. Now the Edmonton Oilers have the ability to go in the lineup that would be a Gaetan Haas and Joachim Nygaard. You can go throw out there Ryan McLeod in between the two of them. I know Haas was a, a centerman. I'm just using it as a, 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 an example here. But this now gives you a, a better flexibility and a comfortable flexibility heading into a game against a, a Stanley Cup favorite, a team that you're supposed to be just as good as, at least in the conversation, same conversation as. So it's time to show it. And that the only, everybody knows about your stars. They don't know about your depth. And your depth have to be the ones who step up tonight against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, almost called them the Calgary Flames. But the Carolina Hurricanes are in town, and they play at 7 o'clock in Edmonton tonight. <sighs> A rematch of the 2006 Stanley Cup Final. Uh, one of my early, earlier memories, I don't want to say earliest memory because I was about 10 years old when it happened, but earlier uh, uh, memories in hockey. An interesting thing is, is that, a player on that 05-06 team is actually our ghost of Oilers pass today. So the two hints heading into the ghost of Oilers pass is that we have covered his trade already, at least the guy who was traded to the Oilers in his trade that he left. And then the other hint is that he also played in the 05-06 Stanley Cup final. The answer... To that ghost of the uh, the ghost of Oilers past, excuse me, I almost said Christmas past again. The ghost of Oilers past. The answer to those two hints are coming up in just a second. But first, I want to thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you find your podcasts.
Alrighty, moving into the ghost of Oilers past for our final period of today's episode, and this one is a fun one. As mentioned already, we covered the guy who is coming into Edmonton on his trade, or in his trade, out of Edmonton. He was on the 2005-2006 Stanley Cup run team as he played 18 games in that Stanley Cup run. It was actually his first year in the NHL at the time of that Stanley Cup run. He would play two more seasons after that with the Edmonton Oilers, three in total before getting traded to the Los Angeles Kings alongside Jared Stoll for Lubomir Vizhnovsky. I'm talking about shut-down defenseman Matt Green. Yes, Matt Green is today's ghost of Oilers past. I don't know how I got it again. I normally just find a random uh, a page, find a random Oiler, and that is the one. And he happened to be the one today. And Matt Green genuinely was one of my favorite defensemen for the Oilers at the time. If I'm not mistaken, he may have been uh, paired up with Tom Gilbert. Which, <laughs> couple of names there, but uh, Tom Gilbert as well, one of my favorite players. Well, actually, no, no, that's a lie. But uh, now, now that I'm older, I wish I res- uh, uh, liked Tom Gilbert more, but he's not the ghost of Oilers past. It's Mike, Matt Green for the Edmonton Oilers. as In his first full season, not even his first full season, his first season as a pro, he came up in 2005-2006, that fateful year, and played 27 games for the Edmonton Oilers, got two assists in that season, and you got a real taste of who Matt Green really was in the those 27 games 43 penalty minutes for him in those 27 games then it got into the playoffs as that again that faithful team one of my favorite teams of all time for the Oilers uh, in it got into 18 of those playoff games got an assist as well in the the playoffs 34 penalty minutes in those playoffs as well. He also, as mentioned, he would go on to play two more seasons with the Edmonton Oilers. 78 games in 06-07 where he scored his only goal as an Edmonton Oiler. A career high in points as an Edmonton Oiler as well that year with nine assists. He would get 10 points that year and 109 penalty minutes. That was Matt Green. <laughs> that was Matt Green right there. And then finally, in his final season as an Edmonton Oiler, got into 46 games, no goals, one assist with uh, one point that season, 53 penalty minutes. He got sent down at one point, played at uh, for Springfield. I think he only played for Springfield uh, uh, one for one game. The Falcons back then when they were the Edmonton Oilers affiliate. I think he only got into one game. But at the end of that year, on June 29th, 2008, him and Jarrett Stoll would be sent off to... Los Angeles in exchange for Lubomir Vizhnovsky. And that is where Matt Green would play out his career, would finish his career with the Los Angeles Kings. Nine more seasons for Greener out in uh, Hollywood. Two Stanley Cups there. Uh, I mean, part of that 
dynasty of a team, a fantastic team there as well. Uh, he would go on to retire in 2017, relatively recently. Uh, weird to think about as well. Uh, right now. He is currently, uh, uh, he currently works as a player development or it has a player development role within the Los Angeles Kings organization as well. Uh, if you look up Matt Green Kings on uh, Twitter and you look at videos, there's a video of him talking with, uh, or at least coaching uh, the LA Kings there, probably with the younger guys. And his edge work from the blue line to the, the red line and to the face-off dot it looks like he's still playing. It looks pretty impressive. I mean, Matt Green, born in 1983. So if my quick maths is all right, I believe is 45. I might be wrong there, but uh, no, he's certainly not 45. 35 would be the word I or age I'm looking for just to confirm. 39. There you go. Oh, yeah, 83. See, shows, I think it's still 2015. So it shows my math there. Uh, Matt Green, 39 years old, could still probably play. Um, but uh, also for Matt Green, uh, just a nice little note here as well. Uh, he, uh, he went to the University of North Dakota as a player before he came into the NHL. And the University of North Dakota is having a little Matt Green night on January 21st against Minnesota Duluth. Matt Green will be suiting up for the anthems and taking a skate around in the uh, University of North Dakota and before the anthems as well. I think they're calling it uh, the University of North Dakota final shift so he goes out for a final shift uh, goes out there for uh, uh, the uh, uh, anthems there excuse me and uh, a nice little touch for and one of my favorite Oilers growing up I know he was only here for less than 200 games as an Oiler but still uh, he was always one of my favorites growing up Sucked seeing him move to uh, uh, Los Angeles because him and, and Jared Stoll was one of my favorite players uh, for the Oilers as well. But congratulations to him on a fantastic career, very underrated uh, career for Matt Green. I feel like uh, he needs to get a lot more respect than he does. But either way, let's call it there. The Carolina Hurricanes are in Edmonton tonight. A battle, a battle of Alberta, a, a, a rematch. Of the 2006 Stanley Cup final, a uh, final that Matt Green played in. That tells you how long ago that series was. Ugh, what a time, what a time. This is going to be a nostalgic game. As, hey, I, I believe those, those jerseys for the Carolina Hurricanes are very similar to those ones they wore in 2006. So try not to get too nostalgic tonight, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful night. I hope you enjoy the game. Stay safe, and hopefully at the end of it, we can all play La Bamba, baby. <laughs>